Welcome to the KeysCast, the official podcast of Keesler Air Force Base. Each month or so, we'll bring you interesting interviews with people around Keesler about topics that are relevant to you. Hey there, I'm Airman First Class Susanna Plotnikov from Keesler Air Force Base Public Affairs. Thanks for joining us in this episode of the KeysCast. I'm sitting down with Chief Master Sergeant Kenneth Carter, the Keesler Air Force Base's Command Chief, and we're going to talk about his life in the Air Force and some of the things he learned throughout his career. All right, well, Chief, thank you for sitting down with me. I appreciate you taking time out of your day. Yeah, well, thank you for your time. I appreciate both of y'all coming over. Thank you. So you've obviously served a long time. You're retiring soon. Congratulations on that. Yeah, thank you. Uh, So how long exactly have you served? So when I retire uh, in March of 19, it'll be 29 years. What made you decide to stay in this long? So um, to kind of start out a little bit on on my career, my grandfather was prior military, retired senior master sergeant, um, served in World War II. So I grew up listening to his stories and why, you know, when I talk to young airmen uh, every week, I get to go over to the training group and speak to all the airmen coming right out of BMT. Uh, you know, we often talk about, you know, why you join and why you stay. And it's two different questions. You know, why you join a lot of times is for education or an experience, or maybe it's to, 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 you know, to get out of the town that you lived in or the city or, you know, just have a different different experience all around. So um, a lot of times, you know, you join for one reason, but you stay for another. And uh, so to your question, you know, why I stayed so long, uh, sounds like I've been in for, a, for, for an ex, you know, extended amount of time, but 29 years went by very quickly. Um, and to be quite honest with you, when I joined, I didn't know I was going to do 20 years. I mean, I wanted to make it a career, but I really didn't know what that meant. Um, you know, what is a career in the United States Air Force? Is, is it defined by 20 years or 30 years or whatever it ends up being? Um, but I just... Uh, as I look back on it, the reason I stayed is because of the people. Um, you know, I got to do a lot of different things in the Air Force. Uh, Air Force gave me a lot of opportunities, a lot of different jobs and opportunities that I've had throughout my career. Um, but as I look back, the one thing that really resonates with me is it's the people that allowed me to, you know, develop and grow as I progressed in my career. Um, and it is, it is exactly why I stayed for 29 years. That's awesome. So you mentioned that you had different jobs in the Air Force. What were they? So I started my career out as an aircrew flight equipment technician back in 1990. It was called aircrew flight or aircrew air life support. Um, so basically, what that is is that somebody who takes care of the pilot's equipment, uh, inspects helmets, their helmets, their oxygen mask, um, their parachutes, survival gear. Um, get to go to a lot of the, the different training that the Air Force provides for that specialty, which was the uh, survival schools, uh, combat land survival, uh, water survival, parachuting water survival, Arctic survival. And then I get to teach continuation training. So every year the air crew had to go through an upgrade or a refresher course, and I got to teach that. So in, in that career field, um, it's very diverse, and um, you get to do a little bit of traveling, but a lot of it's out, in and out of the office. Uh, there's some there's some in-shop work, obviously working on equipment in a controlled environment, but a lot of it is on the flight line, working with aircraft, interacting with people, the air crew members, which is what I really love to do. I spent my first 12 years doing that. Um, during that 12 years, I went to my schoolhouse and taught for four years as an instructor at Shepard Air Force Base, which was great because here, you know, three and a half years out of the career field, coming right out of tech school, I get to go back to my tech school and teach. 
Uh, so then I get to develop the young airmen and share experiences, even though I'd been in for a short period of time, mm-hmm. share the experiences that uh, I looked forward to when I was a tech school student. You know, what's, what's going to happen when I get out to the field? What kind of job am I going to have? What kind of aircraft am I going to work on? Uh, what am I going to experience? And then I got to share that, you know, integrating that into the curriculum over the course of four years at Shepard Air Force Base. So uh, I enjoyed that. And then I went on to other opportunities in that career field. And at 12 years, I had to make a decision. Do I want to stay or follow my passion to teach? Uh, and, a, and an opportunity opened up for uh, Airman Leadership School instructor and then eventually became a commandant. Um, so I went to Insulik Air Base in Turkey and I uh, had the opportunity to, to teach there and then become the commandant of the schoolhouse. I did that for two years and uh, had opportunities in that career field to stay in PME, um, but I, I quickly identified as a master sergeant now that I wanted to do something more. Um, not that I couldn't get to where I wanted to go and continue to develop people and grow myself in the uh, PME career field, but, I, but I, I looked for opportunities. Again, the Air Force presented other opportunities for me, and that was to become a first sergeant. So I really love that because that's right in the, you know, the root of, roots of growing people, developing people, and helping them in their careers. And so I became a first sergeant, and I did that for 11 and a half years. Um, so I'm one of the few that got to stay a first <laughs> sergeant for a long time because it used to be a 3 plus 3 program. Typically, you do your first three years, and at two years, you make a decision whether you want to do additional three, but usually about six years, maybe a little bit more. Uh, just shy of seven years, um, you can you can stay, and then you go back to your career field so that you don't lose your AFSC. Uh, but about when I hit that period of six years, the uh, Air Force said, well, we need first sergeants, would you stay? And I said, most definitely. So I stayed, and that's how I ended up at 11 and a half years as a shirt. Um, and I would have stayed a first sergeant for the rest of my career, but uh, I had the opportunity when I was the um, U.S. Strategic Command first sergeant to become a command chief and uh, the leadership there said that's probably where you need to go mm-hmm. so i had the opportunity again changed changed to a, another opportunity uh and and so that that'd be my fifth career change if you look at you know different opportunities i've had in my career um and uh, i was a, i became a, a command chief so I, I went to little rock air force base that was my first opportunity there and uh and then keesler air force base and how long ago did you come here? So I got here in August of 2017. How has your experience been here since you've become command chief? So, so it's been amazing. Um, and the reason I say that is because I spent, if you look back at my career, about nine years in air education and training command from tech school instructor to staying in AETC at Randolph Air Force Base to, to become a PME instructor and commandant. Um, so about nine years and I left the, the command uh, went off to do the other things that I mentioned. And then now here I, I get to come back and I, I finished my career in Air Education Training Command, um, working with an amazing team of people and, and getting to see our, our best and brightest that society has to offer America's sons and daughters, you know, joining our service, our, our, our Air Force, mm-hmm. um, and serving. And I get to listen to their stories on why they joined and talking a little bit about why they may stay longer than they may anticipate staying but just listening to you know what what makes them laugh what makes them cry what they dream about 
um, what they want to get out of their Air Force experience, um, you know, the background that they come in, you know, they come from and their values and, and trying to integrate that into, you know, I mean, there's so much you want to, you want to share with them, you know, 20, almost 20, 28 and a half, almost 29 year career. And, uh, in a very short period of time, but I get to do that every, every day. So I don't take that for granted. Um, and I, I look forward to that. So, um, that's what I've, I really enjoyed about Keesler. That's good. That's good to hear. So, you talk about airmen and their stories and memories that you've had throughout your Air Force career. What memories have really stuck out? So I think the ones where someone had maybe a struggle in their career, and I think if you look back at my career and I look at the opportunities that I've had to interact with people as an instructor or teacher, um, as a first sergeant, as a command chief, it's all been about giving back and trying to help somebody else get to the next, you know, wherever they want to go, whatever goal they had, and helping them to achieve that. So when I look back and I think about all the people that I've had to opportunity to interact with in my career, it's it's the ones that, you know, struggled and and you know tried to figure out you know how can i reach this goal and, and helping them get there and then watching them achieve that i mean there was one young airman he was uh, he came up to me about uh six months ago and uh, he's a first sergeant now he was a tech school student that i had when i was a senior airman teaching at shepherd air force base he was a young airman who just joined and um, he came up to me and he said you know i stayed in the air force because of you and I said, well, what do you mean? He goes, well, you're my block two instructor at Shepherd." And I said, really? And he goes, yeah. And he goes, it wasn't because you taught me about being a life support technician. I mean, you, got, you had that down. He goes, it was the things you said between us working on the equipment about just about life, about being the best you you could be and learning and being the best airman and um, trying to get the most out of your Air Force experience. And he goes, when I had struggles along the way, I remembered, you know, you talking about never give up, you know, always, you know, you may fall, you may fall down, but get back up and, and, you know, how you can recover from something. And he goes, I had a lot of ups and downs in my career. And there were many times I wanted to just quit and give up. He goes, but I, but here I am today. And so he's wearing a diamond and he's a first sergeant. And so it made me feel really good about that um, because I don't, you know, you don't know. It's just the smallest thing that you say to somebody could have a huge impact. And you just, you know, in the course of my day of teaching, I probably said a lot of things I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but for for some for for some reason that particular day, he picked up something I said, and and it resonated with him, and it helped him get through some of the trials and tribulations that he was going through in his career. So for me, it was, you know, not really about me. It was more about, wow, you know, it it does matter. And, and what you do in your career and how you help people along the way, that's, that's really what makes your, at least when I look back at my career, that's what's going to make the most, most difference to me. That's crazy how one small thing can make such a big impact. And it's yeah. such a small Air Force. Yeah, it is a small Air Force. Um, yeah, it is amazing. So, like he said, he had a lot of lessons that he learned throughout his career. Have you had any of those experiences? I have, you know, I uh, I tell you, I don't think I know everything because I have a lot of stripes on my sleeve. You know, I look at these chief stripes as, you know, that's every enlisted stripe. So every day when I wake up, I put my uniform on, I look at those stripes and I say, I gotta earn, I gotta earn these today. You know, I mean, every airman from airman all the way to chief master sergeant, 
You know, I wear their stripes. I represent them. Um, so I don't take that for granted. So I, I try to look at every conversation I have with somebody as a learning opportunity. For me, I, I don't know everything, but I am a firm believer that collectively as a team, as a group, there's nothing we can't do. I tell the chiefs that, you know, there's, there's nothing that we can't do. I mean, with all the stripes in the room um, and you represent the enlisted corps, we should be able to fix or help somebody in their career. Um, I mean, and so I, I, I truly believe that as a team, yes, collectively, but individually, I've just learned so much from just daily interactions, talking to people, um, getting out to, to know, to, to learn what they do, um, how they connect to the mission. That's kind of really what I, what I listen for. If somebody doesn't, you know, if I ask them what they do for the Air Force and they tell me, well, you know, I work at the medical group or I work at a mission support group or training group, I kind of expand that a little bit more into, okay, but how, so the mission, the Air Force mission, what, what do you do for the Air Force mission? And they kind of look at me like, well, I just told you, this is what I do, this is my job. <laughs> I know, but, and then so you talk about, you know, that connection piece, right? And then the value piece comes into that because then they can see how they, well, I am important. I'm, this is va- this is very valuable aspect of the mission and how we get it, how we how we take care of people here at Keesler. Um And then I just try to expand that a little bit more into just the Air Force. And I think that's important, the identity piece to to know not you should you're not coming in just just working a 7:30 to 4:30 shift or whatever your shift may be, whether it's you know swings, mids, what have you. Um, but that you are valued and your voice is important. And there is a connection there. And it's not just about what you're doing here at Keesler. It's about what you're doing for the Air Force, our country. I mean, you're serving. You're the, you're the best that we have in society that, you know, joins our service. Um, and so I want them to feel that. I want them to know that. I want them to internalize that. And I think if we can do that, that we can get after, like, the retention issues. And some of the things that you see incentivize, you know, we incentivize a lot of things. But I really think it comes down to just eye-to-eye contact, having a conversation with somebody, getting to know where they come from, their values, and integrating that into what we, what we share in our Air Force culture. And I think if we can get after that, you know, we get after the identity and the value piece. And um, so, so for me, that's what I learn in conversations. That's what I get out of my interactions with people. And that's what's most important to me. Mm-hmm. Do you have any advice that you want to share with airmen before you go? Just, just what I tell the young airmen that come off the bus from BMT, and it, I think it applies across the board, is just to be the best, be the best you that you can be. Um, you know, you're not going to be 100% every day. I'm not 100% every day. I try hard every day. I think that's the best thing you can do is just try to be your best every day. Um, learn everything that you can. Experience, you know, take every opportunity the Air Force gives you, and and sh- and you know, cherish that experience. A lot of it, it's going to be hard, you know, and it's going to be uncomfortable. And I talk about that, about being uncomfortable, right about the time where you feel like, well, I'm really good at what I'm doing and I'm comfortable. Look for an opportunity to get uncomfortable um, because you're going to learn from that. You're going to be you're going to grow as a person and then you're going to be able to share that. And your perspective is a lot broader and you're able to later down the road, you know, you don't see it coming. But the Air Force is going to continue to challenge you and you're going to have these opportunities and you're going to reflect back on something you learned or maybe something you did that was uncomfortable and you're going to be able to draw on that experience and and more than likely at least in my experience it helps somebody it helps somebody else you just don't you just don't know 
Um, so I, I always tell people, be your best. And then help the person to your left and your right uh, be their best. You know, try to figure out, get to know the people. Uh, again, where they come from, you know, what they value. Do they know how, how important they are and, and connect them to what they're doing in the Air Force? Um, and, and just help them reach their goals and be the best, you know, best person that they can be. I think that's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for the advice. I really needed yeah. to hear that. I'm sure somebody else has. Um, so thank you for your time, Chief. Okay, well, thank you. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to come over again. Uh, you know, you're great at what you do. Uh, Thank you. And, and uh, this is important. And I, you know, initially wasn't thinking, you know, there would be an exit, exit interview for me. But uh, to be able to sit down for these few minutes and just share perspective with you. And because in my mind, I'm going through <laughs> all the people's faces and thoughts and experiences. And this is going to be an interesting last month here. Um, but uh, I do appreciate your time and coming over today and spending some time with me and talking about my career. 